Welcome to the Hobby School Podcast. Whether you're a seasoned hobbyist or just getting started, Hobby School is the perfect place to learn something new. My name is Dr. Destiny Kopp and I'm your host of the podcast. But before we jump into our episode for today, the only thing I ask is that if you enjoyed the episode, please share with a friend and give us an honest review on your favorite podcast platform. This helps us get out the content to more people. I also want to invite you to get on our wait list for our next Hobby School Online Learning Summit. These are free to attend and you can find the link to join at hobbyschool.com, which is also in our podcast show notes. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. And my special guest today is Rita May. Rita is a scientist turned emotional eating and health coach. She helps driven professionals and entrepreneurs who are successful in other areas of their life, but can't solve this one challenge, which is emotional and stress eating. So Rita, I am so excited to chat with you today, and we're going to be talking about how having a hobby can help with emotional eating. But before I get into all the questions I have for you, can you tell the good audience a little bit more about you, how you help people, and why you started coaching? Yes, of course. Hi, Destiny. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, as you said, I'm an emotional eating coach and uh, I help uh, professionals and entrepreneurs who are successful in other areas of their life, but they have this one struggle, this emotional and stress eating. And I wasn't always a coach. I was actually one of those professionals who had this challenge And it was my personal journey that inspired me to learn about nutrition and the psychology of eating so I could help myself and then later later others too. In my early 20s, I was caught up in the restricting and binging cycle because of uh, two restrictive fat diets. And um, I overcame this, but later as I worked... um, As a postdoctoral researcher and scientist for about 15 years in the UK and then in Switzerland. I'm Hungarian, by the way, and hope you don't mind my accent. And um, I found myself eating to relieve stress while balancing demanding work in a competitive field, loads of business traveling, looking after our small children, and attending to all the other responsibilities. I realized that eating healthy food and moving regularly isn't always enough to live a balanced and healthy life because when we don't have the tools to deal with our emotions and stress, eating can quickly become a comfort or reward after a tiring day or a distraction from our uncomfortable feelings or problems. Then, as we repeat this behavior multiple times, overeating becomes a habit like smoking, drinking, gambling, or other addictive behaviors. And to learn break from this um, emotional eating habit, I chose an integrative health coach training 
that included the psychology of eating as well, not only information, information about nutrition and lifestyle as they usually do. I have also read many books and taken many courses to have a comprehensive view of emotional eating. I learned about limiting beliefs, mindfulness, neuroscience, habits, neurolinguistic programming, and more. And then this enabled me to get free of emotional eating and later to develop a program to have my clients do the same. And my method is based on three pillars, the science of nutrition, the psychology of eating, and the neuroscience, neuroscience behind habit change. I well, don't... I I, yeah. I was just going to say, I definitely want to jump into all of that with you. And I have a ton of questions for you. Okay. But, okay. <laughs> first of all, I do love your accent. I absolutely. Oh, thank absolutely you. <laughs> um, so I really want to dig in and to get into the details about what is emotional eating. And I, I think a lot of us can relate to um, some of the stuff that you mentioned there, you know, we get into our daily lives, uh, you know, running the kids around, working, you know, nine to five or, or even longer, right? And all the stress yes. that we have daily. But talk to us a little bit about emotional eating. All right. Yeah, very happily. So I would define emotional eating as eating for reasons other than hunger. And in general, it's not a bad thing. Everyone does it. We eat to celebrate or bond, bond with family or friends. It only becomes a problem when it's the main or only coping mechanism to deal with some issues in your life. And it's also a problem if it leads to unwanted weight gain and body image issues. And it can be also hurtful mentally if you feel terrible after eating and you feel guilt and shame for what and how much you ate. So what are the typical reasons for emotional eating? Typical reasons are avoiding an uncomfortable feeling or emotion or distracting yourself from it or looking for comfort in food or releasing tension or numbing yourself and escaping reality. Let's see a few examples. Feeling overloaded, overwhelmed, stressed, or anxious are very common reasons to overeat, as eating serves as a release, especially at the end of the day. And it's often coupled with alcohol too, to relax. And you may also feel like you deserve a treat after a hard day. Other triggering feelings could be sadness or loneliness. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen at least one movie where the couple has broken up and the female character comforts herself with a big tub of her favorite ice cream, for example. Yeah, and that some... was one of the things that came to my mind when you were mentioning that, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, you're, so just, you're trying to kind of eat your feelings away is what yes, I was thinking exactly. about. <laughs> yeah, but some people actually suppress anger with eating when someone upsets them or cannot say or they cannot say what they wanted to say. And in this case, they have the urge to eat something and it's usually crunchy after an argument. 
And, but sometimes it can be only simply tiredness that drives us to overeat. When in this case, you want to gain energy from food to push through. And eating can be also an excuse to have a break uh, because you don't let yourself have a break otherwise. And I think I can relate to what you just said, eating from being tired, you know, when you're tired, you're like, oh, I need some energy, right? So I'm going to go yeah, eat, even exactly. though I'm not hungry. I think that's a very natural reaction to being tired. Exactly. Yeah. But, but we deserve to have a rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yes. let, let's move into the next question. And it, it it's really, um, kind of what we're here to talk about today is how do you think having a hobby can help with emotional eating? So instead of if we're tired or if we, you know, are sad about something or even angry and we don't want to turn to those chips, mm -hmm. what else can we do? And, and how, how do you suggest that we turn to a hobby to kind of help with that instead of um, doing some of these emotional eating habits? Yes, a hobby actually can serve when you are stressed eating, a better way to release stress than eating. When people are very busy and tired, they need to prioritize self-care. And a nice relaxing hobby can be a great way of spending some time to do uh, something they enjoy doing. And because the more you enjoy your life, the less you need to escape from it using food or alcohol or other things like social media or drugs. So if you have some fun hobbies, you feel better and you don't need food as an emotional crutch. And the hobbies can be also a good solution for loneliness or sadness because then you meet other people having the same hobby you can do the hobby together maybe or join online communities and make friends with people having the same hobby. And um, I didn't uh, mention at the previous question, but boredom can be also a reason for emotional eating. When you feel bored and uh, you don't know what to do and you just say, oh, eating sounds good. And, but if you have a hobby, then you can remind yourself that you could also do that hobby instead. And um, if it's a boring task, usually sometimes we, when we have to do a boring task, we either uh, eat during doing it just to make it more interesting, or we eat before it to procrastinate because we don't want to do it. And um, having a hobby can be something that you look forward to doing after you finish this boring task. So, or it could be a good reward after a stressful day instead of rewarding yourself with food as well. And I love, I love that, um, you know, instead of, <laughs> instead, you know, using it, instead of using eating uh, after when you're bored or something, go try, you know, go do a new hobby and find yeah, a new exactly. hobby. Yeah. <laughs> And hobbies can also work as distraction from eating when you start giving up emotional and compulsive eating. So when you have the urge to eat, you can distract yourself and keep your hands busy with your hobby. 
But destruction is actually not what I teach to my client as a permanent solution, since it's not always possible to do, especially if you are at work. And I also believe that it's better to learn to feel your feelings instead of avoiding them and distracting yourself from them. And we also need to find the underlying issues for emotional eating and solve those problems instead of covering them up with eating or just the hobbies. Because covering up is like putting a useless Band-Aid on an infected wound. You can't see the wound anymore, but it's still there and it's getting worse on that, that useless Band-Aid. So, but these healthy destructions, such as a hobby, at the beginning can be a good tool. To, and uh, while you develop the emotional fitness to be able to deal with your uh, intense emotions without eating or solve other underlying issues. And um, after working with me for a while, food becomes a much less important part of my client's life. And suddenly they have a lot of free time that they previously spent with thinking about food planning their diets and criticizing and torturing their body with way too intense exercise or way uh, too little, too, so not eating enough, <laughs> that I wanted to say. Or, and often when I ask them what they want to fill this time up with, they have no idea because they got used to spending that time researching the latest diet or planning their new meal plan or finding some magic solution. And uh, that's why I asked them in advance to think about hobbies or activities they enjoy but don't have time to do now so they can have a list of activities to choose from later. And, and let's, let's explore that a little bit. So how do you suggest that they find a hobby that would um, work for them based on kind of what their emotional eating needs are? At the beginning, journaling can be a really nice relaxing hobby to start with, because when you are struggling with some challenging emotions or just uh, trying to process a bad day, writing, writing about what's uh, happening, can really help you process uh, your feelings and improve your mood and lower stress as well. And um, there are many ways journaling can help you. If you want to discover what triggers your emotional eating, I highly recommend writing down in a food journal how you feel before and after eating, what happened before eating, how stressed you were, how much you slept, some relationship or other issues or other things that um, affected you that day. And if you see your eating habits, your feelings around food, meal times, and the events that happen written in front of you, you start noticing the recurring situations and feelings and um, sometimes even food that cause you to overeat. Another great way of journaling is a brain, drop, brain dump. Uh, this is simply when you write down whatever is on your mind and just keep writing until you feel uh, lighter. 
and getting those thoughts out on paper help you release some of the tension and also helps you gain, gain some clarity about those issues that are going on in your mind. And uh, a gratitude journal can help also writing down five, 10 things every day that you are grateful for. You can turn it into even a daily ritual uh, in the morning or in the evening. And it makes such a big difference. And some exercises can be good hobby, but not some difficult fitness challenge or pushing yourself some extreme level, but something that you enjoy doing like walking or hiking or dancing or some yoga or pilates or playing with the pets or biking in nature or gardening or something like or something that you enjoy and it's just moving your body because that uh, releases some endorphins and you feel better other great hobby could be meditating if we can call it a hobby um, I actually make uh, personalized meditations and reprogramming audios uh, for my private clients to help them reprogram their mind and replace their old unhelpful beliefs, such as I can't do this, I'm destined to be fat, and so on, to more helpful and um, empowering beliefs. And then, of course, there are coloring and some kind of art, photography, painting, knitting, or learning new skills. I'm sure that people can find a lot of great hobbies on this podcast to, to uh, start doing. Well, I like what you suggested in terms of starting with, with which is the journaling, and then moving on from there to finding an exercise, not a crazy exercise routine, but, you know, just movement and moving your body. And I agree with you. Meditation would be another one that I would um, recommend there. So Rita, before we wrap it up here, do you have any last minute tips for the audience? My last minute tip is to be really kind and non-judgmental and non-critical to yourself and just uh, explore your emotions, feelings, thoughts as, as a detective and uh, how they affect your eating and not criticize and judge yourself all the time because that uh, negative self-talk is really, really bad for emotional eating. That's actually one of the triggers also. I love that. And Rita, thank you so much for joining us today. But before we go, can you tell the audience where they can find you? And I believe you also have some a free gift for them. Yes, uh, they can find me at ritamayblog.com. And on Instagram, I'm also ritamayblog. And I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook. And I have uh, multiple free resources at ritamayblog.com forward slash freebies. One of them is a free training for people who want to learn a bit more about emotional and stress eating as well as compulsive eating. It's a 49 minutes training and it helps people understand why they feel out of control around food, 
shows the mistakes they are probably making that amplify the problem and give solutions to uh, fix these mistakes. And um, it can be also found at the freebies page on my website. And Rita, we'll make sure that all of those links are in the show notes so people can click on them and find you. And thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. I learned so much myself today and really enjoyed learning and hearing this from you. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking with you too. Thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget to sign up for the waitlist so you'll be the first to know when our next free Hobby School Online Learning Summit launches. The link is in the show notes for this episode or you can go to hobbyschool.com and that's hobby school with school without an H in it. Talk soon.